Sports Radio 929, the game is the steakhouse on the biggest, baddest sports talk radio station in the Southeast, home of the Falcons, home of United, home of the Hawks, home of the Super Bowl, all kinds of great stuff. And joining us now, one of my old friends here, who is uh, one of the better radio guests. It's hard to get him. He's a very popular guy. I mean, you have to be on his schedule. you got to be focused. You have to, you know, really be on top of your game. We're going to talk to Pete Prisco, the one and only CBS Sports Mr. Prisco, talking NFL. Good morning, sir. How are you? What's up, Steak? How are you? It's good to talk to you. I just heard from Mike Johnson, our morning guy. He worries that you and Brady Quinn, when you do that CBS sports stuff, that things are going to get, you know, next level. Kind of like, uh, what was it, the, the Ravens kicker and uh, and uh, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You guys okay? You and Brady Quinn on that show? Oh yeah, we're very we're good friends, man. It's just sometimes I got to set him straight. You know, he play he always has to pull the I played in the league card, and I got to set him set him straight on that one. All right, so uh, I want to get to your thoughts on the NFC and AFC title games, but first, from the outside looking in, um, what did you think of the Atlanta Falcons coaching search? Where they landed, where they did not land, and your perception of where the franchise sits today. Let me start with the Bill Belichick situation. Uh, obviously, that was uh, he wanted it on his own terms, and they weren't willing to give him his own terms. And you know, I understand that. How committed is he? Uh, he's not a young guy anymore. How long did he want to be there? Um, and you know, what did, what did it mean for other people in the organization? And we know how that works. Guys protect their own. They protect their own jobs. And so I think that ultimately led to you know going in another direction. As far as Belichick. If Belichick wanted to coach, he's still one of the greatest coaches of all time. Bill Belichick as general manager and president and making all the football decisions hasn't been great. And I think that's where the rub came, and I think that was the problem with making him the coach and giving him all that power. So I understand that. That makes sense. As for Raheem Morris, I think Raheem Morris, the first time around, he'll be the first one to admit it. He wasn't ready for it. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't mature enough. Uh, it was uh, kind of overwhelming to him. I think Raheem Morris, the second time around, is going to be a great coach. I think he's he's figured things out. He's smart. He relates to the players. Uh, he understands what it takes to be a successful team now that he's been around them. Uh, and I think Raheem Morris, second time around, will be significantly better and, and much more committed and much more of a guy you want as your head coach this time around. You know, you and I have been doing this a, a while, and I don't put too much stock sometimes in, you know, guys you work with giving you praise, but I've never heard guys like Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, um, insert countless uh, other folks saying by far the best coach not being a head coach right now is Raheem Morris. The impact he had on the Rams, the impact he had on the Falcons, part of that Super Bowl run, he's just a guy that the other folks in the business think the world of. I love Raheem. I think he's, you know, he's a people person. He's, um, and I think the players relate to him. Um, I think that's important in today's game. You got to yeah. be able to relate to the players. You got to be able to know when to push, but when not to push. Do, and I think that's a fine line. Do, do you believe that the Bill Belichick style of kind of miserable um, in the building, total focus, we're not here to jack around, it's becoming less and less relevant? Or is it if you're winning? All of that is cured, which a lot of Patriots will say, yeah, it was miserable, but when you're getting rings, we're okay. You know, I don't know if miserable flies anymore. I think when you look at it, it's got to be more one of those things where you can't be that way all the time anymore. I mean, we're, we're talking about a different 
type of, uh, you know, player, a different type of guy who comes up through, you know, younger, they're younger. I mean, you, you know, you're around younger people. They're different than maybe we were back in the day. And I think you got to handle it that way. Um, you know, you know, when we played football, you, you got no water breaks and you got one water break and right. you, you've had three practices and pads. You can't do that. Anymore. Well, even, even 15 years ago, there were double sessions and film for three hours. Now agents and everybody else like that, that's not, that's not the way it goes. You're in pads once every, I don't know, five days or something like that. So there is a different mentality. And not only that, you know, the players now have more clout. I mean, if right. a quarterback making all that money and says, look, I don't want it to be done this way, what are you going to do about it? What are they going to do? I mean, they got, he's the quarterback. He makes all the money. He's, and he puts you in cap situations. So I think it's become a little bit more like the NBA where the players have more power, which is fine. But you also can't have country club. And players and, and coaches have told me this over the years many times. They want and they crave discipline. They just want it to be consistent. If you're going to be consistent day in and day out, if you show up and you're consistent and and you treat everybody the same, which is, you know, they say that, but it doesn't really happen because stars get treated differently than, than, than grunts on a roster. But they want consistency. They want to know what it is. I want to show up. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And if you do this, this, and this, I'm going to be okay with you. If you don't do this, then we're going to have a problem. I think that's what they want. They want it all outlined like that, and I think that's the way it always should have been. Pete Prisco with us from CBS Sports. All right, we've got a bunch of stuff to get to. Um, Dan Campbell, all year long, going forward on fourth down. That's his style. You were incredibly critical on Sunday. Um, you thought that the situation lended itself maybe to change the way he does things. What did you think about what he did and when he did it? Hated it. Hated it, hated it, hated it. And I will say it again, I hated it. And, and by the way, I've been critical of the way he's played at points during the season as well, not just in that game. I'll go back to a game where he got away with one against the Chargers. They had a fourth down late in the game. Uh, they kick a field goal, they go up fourth and two. They go If they kick the field goal, they go up three with under a minute left and Chargers had one timeout. What did he do? He went for it. Then he burned clock, kicked the field goal, won the game. But what, why take that risk? What's the point of that? It makes no sense to me. So I didn't like it then. I didn't like it in the championship game. I think you get a chance to go up 17. It changes the complexion of the game. You have three scores. All of a sudden, the 49ers look up and they go, oh, my gosh, we're down three scores, and we only have this amount of time to try and get back into it. It changes flow. It changes the feeling. It changes the momentum, and it did. And then, you know, you can't quantify that. You just can't by analytics. And I know the analytics numbers said it was close. I still don't agree with that. Um, and then, you know, human beings matter, by the way. You know, when you do analytics, do you know that the left guard wasn't playing and that right. he got pushed back on that play? And, and that's why they gave up that incompletion. Uh, a drop pass, they blame the player. A drop pass, well, that happens. That's part of the All right, So, the, so the, fourth, the fourth quarter decision when he says, I don't want them to play long ball, even um, if we go up three, they're getting the football. We're not stopping them. Every drive in the second half, you still didn't like that call either. No, you tie the game, and then the pressure goes right game, back right. to them. Yeah, tie the game. Yeah, I mean, the pressure goes right back to them. Then you have Brock Purdy in a situation where he's got – and he did it the week before, but show me again. Go get your points. I mean, as it turned out, they went for it, didn't get it. They went and got points. The game was over. They were going to – you know what I mean? So why not – if they went and got points uh, and didn't bleed the clock all the way down, you might have had a chance to yeah, go back and, and get and, – And stranger things have happened. You're in a tie game at home. Brock Purdy drops a snap. I saw it happen with the Falcons and Matt Ryan one year just out of the blue – um, and next thing you know, it's like, wow, Niners just turned it over. We have the ball and we're tied, or, which you can't say if you're down by three, which is what you were, and then you're down by 10. But here's the other part of that stake. Okay, I'll, I'll spin it forward again. Okay, at the end of the game, 
Um, the, the play where he ran it and then called timeout, everybody kills him on that one. Okay, rightfully so, deserve it, deservedly so. Why didn't he kick the field goal when it was fourth and goal? He, he got away with that one, too, remember? Yeah. He, he, it was yeah, fourth down and goal he, from the two. You kick the field goal, game's, it's a seven-point you, game. You don't get that. The game's over. You kick the field goal, you live another bay. By the way, every bet, every better in America was tied to that play. Otherwise, that game ends in a push, and it turns right. out the Lions cover. But you're right. I, I, other than the fact, Pete, that you're already never going to – you're not going to get that close for a touchdown. You're going to need a touchdown at some point, and the odds of getting that close – on an onside kick or whatever it is, but I understand what you're saying in that situation. Well, then there's some theory that you kick that with a you know a minute to thirty Earlier, left, right? You get in right. The field goal range at one forty-five kick at one forty-five kick. Right. It. Yeah. Right. Pete, right. Pete Prisco with us on uh, Sports Radio nine two nine. The game. How much heat does Lamar Jackson deserve, and how much does Todd Monk and only six running back carries in the game? Well, six running back carries in the game is absurd, and, and I like Todd. I think he's a really good play caller. I think he got away from him the other day. Uh, and I know, I mean, when you look at what the what the Chiefs did, they played almost all, you know, five and six defensive backs. you got to run into that. You're one of the best running teams in the league. So he, he didn't have a great moment. Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game. And, and now the question is there again about the playoff failures. He's, you know, two and four in the postseason. He's, you know, done that score in the post postseason other than that game last week against the Texans. And so I think uh, there's a lot of scrutiny Totally on that fair. Moment. Totally fair. Yeah, but it's no different than when Josh Allen took it a week before. I mean, but but Judge. let's also look at it this way. They're losing to Michael Jordan. I mean, they're losing to the, 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 maybe the best quarterback we've ever you, seen. You, and, and, yeah, but you can't compare Josh Allen's efforts the week before and how Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson looked awful. Oh, I, I agree with you. But but I'm saying the disdain that came to Josh Allen over the course of, you know, the week before Josh Allen took abuse. I mean, he yeah. just, because, you know, he can't win the big one. Da, 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 da. He played a really good game other than a couple throws late in the game. Lamar Jackson didn't play well at all. Who were you, mo- who were you most impressed by how they handled their coaching opportunity, either by firing and hiring the right guy or sticking with the guy that you think they should have hung in there with? In terms of the the, the offseason, yeah, I mean, getting getting Harbaugh is a win for the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, come on, the right. guy's a great coach. He wins everywhere, every single place he goes. And why does he win? Because he builds physical, tough, nasty, violent teams in this right. league. And, and the more I'm around it, the more you're around it. I'm sure you know. It's it's the quarterback. You got to have the quarterback. But once you have the quarterback, you better be violent on both defensive and offensive lines because that's how you win. If you're good on both defensive and offensive lines, you're going to win in this league, provided you have a quarterback. And and they have a quarterback, and they're going to be physical. So I think that's that's the slam dunk. By the way, I you know just to give the Falcons a point of reference for Falcons fans, a point of reference. I remember you know about analytics and going for it and everything. I remember. When Mike McDaniel was on that staff, when they went for it, on, and I, I remember talking to Mike, and I said, hey, if you had just taken three knees or run the ball three times, you have a Super Bowl ring. And Mike looked at me, and he said, well, our analytics said this and this. And I said, I don't care what your analytics say. You're in a Super Bowl. You got Remember after Julio makes the catch? No, no, we all knees, remember, buddy. We all remember. Yeah, yeah. That, game, that game was so, over. Just run I mean, the ball game, three times. Right, you know, right, we were having – we were having – we were having a pleasant conversation. Well, I got to, you know, because that one, that one, I mean, you know, you know how much I, I had, a, uh, I loved Matt Ryan and, Thomas and watching and, him play and, and, you know, so, yeah, it was just a Mike, you know, Mike Smith wasn't there, but even back in the day when Mike Smith was there. But, I, you know, look, bottom line is you can't always trust the analytics. You got to, coaches have to have some feel of a game. And by the way, 
the analytics numbers, I've always said this, the analytics numbers are based on fourth and one, right? It's the one yard line, the, the yeah. play sheet. They, they do that. If the ball is on the inch line, it says fourth and one. If the ball is just inside the two, yeah, that's one it and says three fourth and one. Yeah. Are they the same play? Right. They're not the same play. Hey, Pete, thanks for coming on. Always enjoy having you. By the way, don't pick against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I picked the 49ers to win it all before the season. Yeah. I'm getting off that. I don't know, car. dude. They, at nine, I'm getting off by that the cable way, car. Mahomes has been the underdog 11 times. He's only not covered that number once. I'm picking, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting off the cable car. I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm not picking against Mahomes. All right. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports. When we come back, the big boys are in town. Two of the biggest brands in the history of sports. In the ATL on the same night, we'll do a tailgate coming up. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.